Hey guys, thank you for joining me today for another episode. So excited to share this message with you. I hope you guys are doing well today. I hope you guys are blessed. And I pray that this message will be a blessing to you and really just speak to your heart and um, just resonate with you. So this message is titled, Such a Time. A transit police officer had no idea when he answered a call about a suicidal person that he would find himself staring at the train at a train barreling down on him as he was trying to pull a man from the train tracks. Just seconds before the train came racing through, he was able to get the man off the tracks. But the real story is he was supposed to be off duty already, but was fiddling around waiting on another officer to get there when the call came out. Not to mention, he was a day away from his vacation. The article said this story was rife with coincidences. I say God ordained it. He was delayed and put there in that moment for such a time as that. There are no coincidences with God. I recently read an article by uh, someone named Sheridan Voice. I hope I said that correctly. Telling a story about a woman that I want to share with you. This story is so powerful, you guys. But here's what it says. In 2001... I was feeling suicidal after my marriage broke down, and Alejandra uh, told me after two years of separation, the divorce papers were being drawn up. I asked my mother to watch my children so I could be alone. She sensed I was in a dangerous place and suggested we go shopping instead. I had no energy to shop, so I stayed outside on a bench and contemplated the different ways I could end my life and stop the heartache I was feeling. Then a woman came and sat down next to me. Are you a Christian? She asked. I said I was. Then she said, I just want to tell you that if you are a follower of Jesus, you are more than a conqueror in him. Bam! Those words breathe life into me. All thoughts of suicide left me. God's unexplainable peace rushed in. My husband and I will celebrate 26 years of marriage this year. Can you say amen? Like, wow. God put her at just the right place at the right time to be a conduit and look at the blessing that came from that. Who knows what the consequence, uh, or I'm sorry, who knows what the sequence of events are that placed that woman there at that moment. But rest assured, God ordained each and every one of them placing another Christian in the right place for such a time where God could use her to be a conduit for his saving grace. The word of God is life to those in need. Here is another story I found, also shared by the previously mentioned um, article. This woman, I'm sorry, this, this one shows you just how God puts his messengers, however unlikely that it may be, in the right place, even if it seems unexpected, God puts his people in the right place for such a time as this. In this story, it goes like this. Virginia told me about a struggle she once had with an eating disorder, triggered by a difficult breakup. At her worst point, she ended up in the hospital weighing just 80 pounds. There she met another girl, the sickest patient in the ward, who weighed a mere 55 pounds. This girl scribbled a Bible verse on a piece of paper and handed it to me, Virginia said. It was Philippians 4.13, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. As a result of her doing that, I became a Christian and got healthy and ultimately got married and had a family. 
You see, God's word does not return void. Isaiah 55, 11 says, My word which comes from my mouth is like the rain and snow. It will not come back to me without results. It will accomplish whatever I want it to do and achieve whatever I send it to do. What if you, know, what if you are where you are because God needed to place one of his people there to be a light at the right time? to be a conduit for his voice, his grace. He may, uh, we may feel like we don't understand why God has, has us where he has us, but know that he is at work in your life, orchestrating your steps. Just stay in faith and trust him. You never know when all of a sudden God will call upon you to be his voice, his conduit for grace. And you will realize, God, you will probably end up like me saying, God, all that you have taken me through led me here for such a time as this. Think about Moses and his journey. As a baby, God orchestrated an event that would send him down a river in a basket, a dangerous river, mind you, but down a river and right into the hands of the Pharaoh's daughter, where he was raised up to be the prince of Egypt. Later, uh, a series of events would lead Moses to find God in a burning bush where God would call on him to be his voice. God had positioned Moses for such a time, a time that God would use him to deliver his people. What about Joseph? He was sold into slavery by his brothers, becoming a servant in Potiphar's house, only to be falsely accused and thrown back into prison, where he was eventually elevated to the second command of all of Egypt. There were multiple instances in his story where you can look back and see God placed him in the right place at the right time and blessed him and allowed him to end up in a position. But, you know, but it was when the famine hit that you see the big picture. Joseph was positioned to save his entire family. When the famine hit, Joseph likely realized that he was positioned there for such a time as this. God had orchestrated his steps in a unique way so that Joseph could be a conduit for God's grace and mercy and ultimately the salvation of his family. And, and how could I even talk about being created for such a time as this and not mention Esther? It is where the quote comes from, after all. Esther 4.14 For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. When we read this, we can easily miss or overlook the real context of this passage. There's no doubt that God positioned Esther in the palace as a queen so that she could be a vessel for God's grace. So that he could use her to save his people. But this verse is a rebuke by Mordecai, which is her uncle, by the way. In Esther chapter 4, it lays out what went down as it relates to the scene involving the aforementioned verse. But I will summarize it. When Esther found out that Mordecai was upset and had torn his clothes and put on sackcloths and, and ashes and went into the middle of the city crying out loudly and bitterly about the decree that had been made, in the king's name, a decree that would allow the extermination of all the Jewish people, Esther heard about Mordecai and sent her servants to find out what was going on. Well, 
when they returned and responded to her and told her um, why Mordecai was doing that and about the decree and even gave her the, the uh, copy of the decree that showed um, that all the Jewish people were going to be exterminated, basically. You know, and so they went back and told her why Mordecai was was doing what he was doing. And Mordecai wanted her to do something about it because she was in a position of power where she she could. And he wanted her to do something about it. And she responded like this in Esther 4, 10 through 11. Esther spoke to her servant and commanded him to say to Mordecai, all the king's advisors and the people in the king's provinces know that no one approaches the king in the throne room without being summoned. By law, that person must be put to death. Only if the king holds out the golden scepter to him will he live. I myself have not been summoned to, the, uh, summoned to enter the king's presence for 30 days now. In this moment, you see her first response is to make excuses for why she can't do anything. This led Mordecai to respond with the famous verse mentioned earlier regarding her being there for such a time as this. Now, in an article that I read by Tony Evans, he puts it very plainly regarding this particular passage. He says, Esther was being scolded for her self-indulgent, self-preserving mindset. Esther was being reproofed for living large and embracing royalty over service. Through those through those telling words, Mordecai was reminding Esther that she had been chosen to set her own interests aside, let go of her own ambitions, and face her enemy full on. She was to risk her life and her legacy with no guarantees of a positive outcome. That's the for such a time as this Esther was challenged to accept. And she did. She accepted the challenge and answered the call. She gave instructions to her uncle to have all the Jews fast for three days. In Esther 4.16, she says, My servants and I will also fast. After that, I will go to the king, even if it is against a royal decree. If I die, I die. She did answer the call, and the result was that God used her to save her people. God had placed her there for such a time that she could be used as a conduit for God's mercy and grace to come to his people. But there is something I don't want us to miss. The first part of that famous verse, Esther 4.14, remember it says, for if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. It reminds me that God doesn't need us. If we refuse to be that voice, that help, that conduit of grace, God will find someone else, but you will miss the blessing and may invite destruction into your own life. God will always achieve his purpose. It is up to us to realize, however uncomfortable or inconvenient it may be, that God may have you where you are for such a time as this. He may put you in a place at the right time to be his conduit for grace and mercy, but don't let it pass you by because you will miss the blessing God has for you. God is the one who blessed you with the job, position, resources, education, etc. He is the one who opened doors to position you so that you could be used to further his kingdom's purposes. We have to be reminded that he didn't put us where we are so that we could drink coffee 
and post pictures on social media all day. I love the following statement by Tony Evans. To miss your kingdom assignment because you have become too caught up in your personal kingdom itself is the greatest tragedy you could ever face. I'm going to read that one more time. To miss your kingdom assignment because you have become too caught up in your personal kingdom itself, it is the greatest tragedy you could ever face. Man, that just hits me right in the heart, you know? Sometimes we don't like where we are in life and don't understand why God has us there. Whether it's your job, where you live, why you were delayed or found yourself somewhere you weren't expecting. It is God who is in control. And when we are faced with tough decisions or don't understand, just ask God, just ask yourself, should I say, was I put here for such a time as this? Maybe you, maybe you are where you are so that God can use you to be his voice, his hands, his feet, the one through which his mercy and grace can flow into the lives of those who truly need him. If you are a first responder and a believer, every time you answer a call, you never know if God put you there for such a time to speak hope in, and life into someone who may feel like there is none at that moment. Be willing to answer the call. Trust God and his purpose above your own. Be a blessing today. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for, you know, that it never returns void. Help us to keep our mind and hearts open to you so that we can be ready to answer the call. Use us, Lord, to be a conduit for your grace and mercy to flow through. Help us to trust in you and know that we are where we are because you have orchestrated it, and we are positioned to be used by you for your purposes. Our knowledge, training, life experiences, blessings, promotions, connections, you name it, it's all been orchestrated by you, Lord, so that we would be prepared and positioned to be used for your glory. We are in a battle that is being waged for the souls of mankind, and we must be vigilant in our faith. God, I pray that everyone listening will just say, use me, Lord. In the words of Isaiah, here I am, Lord, send me. Let your people return to you with open hearts, willing to serve wherever you lead. And we will be faithful to give you the glory. Amen.